Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Mia Morris with Gone My Way. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello, Nicole hello. And, and Greg. Hey. Hello. hello. Uh, a lot of stuff to say about that girl. For one. That high um, energy, I, huh? I love that riff. It's like really catchy. That, yeah, that, that alone's kind of cool. And great then, opening uh, line. Hey, yeah, I like the line too. They like to spend me like money. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> and um, and then and she she found us actually, correct? No, we found her. So I found her just through Spotify. Like I was listening to a playlist one day, and uh, "Gone My Way" was a song that pulled me in. Reach out to her on Instagram, but she's got like. 63,000 followers. So then I found her email and reached out. And I mean, it took a little bit, but she agreed to be on the podcast. So I was very excited about that. She was on um, America's Got Talent, right? She was, yes. uh, 
Did she? Do we know what she? That she's track still on was it? the track that was featured on America's. Yeah, I think that's what she played. Yeah, what's cool about her? She's like, I think she started as a drummer. I've seen her TikToks where she like she does all this looping no. stuff. She does the drums and adds the bass and plays the the guitar and just creates these these like little soundscapes and then sings and yeah. very interesting, real, very, real cool. very cool. I mean, it's very reminiscent of kind of like uh, you know '80s punk, you know, where mm-hmm. it was kind of it it became friendlier. You know, it's kind of pop punk. Uh, cool. I think it's a, a good track. Really good track. So uh, now we have more stuff from Mia later on, right? I mean, we even, even talked to her, correct? Exactly. We've got, I think, two more songs, and she answered all the questions. So we've got a fun episode ahead of us. So I have um, Pet Peeve. New, Another new, one. New, <laughs> new Pet Peeve. My Weekly Peeve. <laughs> Why do they call it pet? They're not my pets. They're just peeves. You know? they're not. Right. Can it be just a peeve? a peeve? Does it have to be a pet peeve? I think it could just be a peeve. I per- yeah, I personally think it could be a peeve because it doesn't have to be a pet peeve. It could just be a, a small peeve. So it's not a pet peeve. I have many it's, peeves. No. It's, it's just a peeve. But um, So this new thing that I'm seeing all over, maybe you've, you've seen it too, these AI covers of, of songs. Mm-hmm. The guy from Oasis doing a cover of Across the Universe, but it's an AI. AI takes Noel Gallagher, picks the song, and, and creates this track, and it's it's kind of great. <laughs> it's it's like you know, it's like the, no, we're getting the to the point. Is so out of the box. We don't need everything. people anymore. We don't, <laughs> That's we don't terrifying. Need. Didn't we Who talk about people? this on a past episode? Where like when you don't need the people anymore, like that's when we all should be worried and just pull the plug, right? Well, but they're, they're not. Who's pulling the consumer it. when you don't need people anymore? Who's the consumer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the computer's gonna just buy their own stuff, and it's just gonna implode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I kind of dug when I first saw the uh, the AI generated images. Uh, they looked amazing to me. But then I started to think, well, you know, how can I support visual artists, up and coming visual artists, when to the degree that their work is on the internet, AI is pulling from their work without any compensation or without any permission or without any copyright or rights management whatsoever. So therefore, I can't square being a fan of visual AI when I know that people's rights are being infringed. Well, you coming from like, you know, being a, a performing rights organization yeah. guy, which is all right. based on making sure people get paid for what they do, it's over. Right now, you can like, I love, I don't forget the website, I'm not even going to say it, but there's these great websites and one of them is where you go in there and say, give me a photo of the Beatles painting in, in Picasso. Or or or, or photo of the Beatles painted like by by Monet, and they'll Correct. do it, and it looks yes. kind of looks like real. So like some of it is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's it's getting bizarre. It, it is just you know it's just appropriating people's work because it was put up on the internet, probably not by agents of the people that created the work in the first place. So it's just you know it. it the genie is out of the bottle. Everything is up for grabs, and people. So where's it going? 
where can it go to? It's going to the extent that you will not be able to differentiate reality from imagination and therefore there'll be no such thing as truth or news or pragmatism as we know it. That's where it's going. Contributing to the idiocy of people across the globe. Do you also think because of the rise of like AI and how easy it is to get your art out there now that people aren't necessarily clicking, they're just scrolling. So there's actually no monetary value in that because all it is is a view instead of a dollar sign. Well, I think even the scrolling, if you spend enough time on the image as you're scrolling, they're monetizing that in some way. You know what they should do? All songs now should be only nine seconds. <laughs> you know, just make a line and you're out. Like, da, 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 da. Like, you know, it's all snippets. We just, we just live in, in snippet land. The reason I think it's interesting is when you can't believe your eyes and you can't believe your ears, what direction do you have your life taking when you don't know truth from fiction? Do you think that because there's such a blurred line between like fiction and reality now that for music artists in general, actually like getting out and playing shows and encouraging your fans to like actually come see you so they know what they're getting versus what else is put out on the internet is gonna be important over the next couple of years? Uh, all the images I'm seeing from the recent shows that Taylor Swift is putting on, they don't look real to me. They look like, CGI. They look like computer-generated pictures of hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm assuming those people are in the audience. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the box offices are like, but they're stadiums and larger. And every single show is like that. And it just, it has a, an air of falsehood about it. I don't know why. Well, I mean, because she's probably, she's mixing fiction and reality, if that makes sense for that, just because of how big she is and how much of a storyteller, like she's got to do some sort of like CGI, AI stuff within what she's doing in order to make her three hour and what, like 18 minute show, like entertaining. So I think what she has to do at her level, when you're charging I don't know, $600 a ticket. You got to give people a show, man. You can't. I remember like there's a, there's a whole big you know backlash years and years ago where Neil Young went on tour. I love this. It's like back in the 80s. He went on like an arena tour, like giant stadium, solo acoustic. <laughs> it's like, and, and he's sitting on his, and you, you go to the stage, it's a picture, you go to the stage, he's sitting on a stool and around him is maybe like six acoustic guitars, different tunings. Yeah. And he just sat there, started playing like, you know. before the day of the giant screen so you oh yeah no no it. screens yeah. yeah so if you're in nosebleed yeah. seats you, you just see some little guy it's a joke <laughs> so, and they go we didn't pay for this see some, so i guess she's giving them a show you know like like even yeah. mccartney you know i think that you know that thing with him with lennon in the background that was cool that was really cool but so it, your original question nicole was that are are people going to be able to still go and and create the intimacy of a, of, of a, of a live performance. Well, um, to, to show their audience that has mainly seen them online now that what they're doing online does play over into reality in terms of like seeing someone and being around it. Yeah, well, it, it, it's interesting, um, you know, with the holographic images that have been produced the last five to 10 years. There are pop stars that don't exist in reality that will actually appear via holograph and people will pay 
a hard ticket price in order to go sit in a convention hall and watch a hologram perform. For me, with music, like there's something about being able to see it live in person that's not just up on a screen that there that just makes it that much more better. And that's what Carl always says, like as a musician, like you have to know how to perform and you have to know how good you sound live versus what the studio sound is and stuff like that. Because, I mean, that really is what a music artist is. I don't really think the online aspect of it should change the entire way that a music artist can be because playing live is what your fans, at least from my perspective, should want from you as opposed to just seeing you online day in and day out. Anyway, do we have anything to talk about? Is that it? We're just going to go? I mean, I guess to... I don't know if I have like a peeve or a beef or a rant, but like it's just something that like I've been talking to Well, there people. you go. Uh, before, that's, before you go, you know, that's good now. So yeah. what, what, what are the degrees now? There's a peeve <laughs> and there's a, a beef. Or now, a rant. A ra- yeah. So which is the worst? So what, what is the, what is the level of like like is, is it, if it's little it's a peeve, a little well, bit more it's a beef. You, you live with right? Yeah, maybe. you can live with a peeve. I mean, yeah, I, I think I could live. It. Yeah, I could live with a peeve. Yeah. But a beef? What's a beef? I feel like a beef is one up from a, from a peeve, and then a rant is the worst one. Maybe I don't no, know. No, I I, th- I think you rant about a beef. You I rant about a beef. A rant. A rant is a riff of a bee, of a pee. Oh, let's not even get into riffs. Come on. Yeah, Can yeah. you have a pet beef? <laughs> Can you My- rant about a pet beef? Right, so talk about what? So what? What, what, are you, what are you talking about? No. So it's it's obviously known to us that one of the things we're looking into now that summer's going is getting a spring or summer intern to help us with our social media following because it's one thing that we know that we definitely can grow. So having conversations and having put out the job description and things like that and, you know, starting to talk to people, my main peeve is the lack of communication. This extends to artists because I think I spoke about it last week just a, a little bit, but like if you come to me for something and I get back to you in a timely matter and then there's no response or you don't show up or you don't even reach out to like clarify certain things, it makes me very angry. And I mean, I've had also discussions this week with people who would like to be our social media intern talking about the fact that their biggest thing is communication and what they've at least experienced is the lack of there between artists and fans or artists and companies or companies for artists. And I agree with that. I think there's a huge miscommunication communications issue going on um, that I think artists maybe are failing at when it comes to helping them better their career by just doing and accepting opportunities. Is that a, is that a correct term? A miscommunications communication issue? <laughs> I don't, I'm making stuff up right now, but okay, like <laughs> it, it just, it really, it annoys me in that way because like a lot of the times, yes, there's spam and there's sleaze balls out there, but like when you're really trying to help someone or you come to someone because you think it's a good opportunity and then you just completely fall off the grid, like what, why? Like there's no reason for it, I guess. When they fell off the grid, what's the offense? Well, when it comes to most of the music artists or the management companies, it's them reaching out to get on the podcast and then me reaching out and letting them know like, okay, like 
you sound great. We'd love to have you on. And then following up like three, four, five times to like be like, hey, we just would like you to sign the agreement. We want to get your episode scheduled and just radio silent after it was their inclination to reach out to us. So that's one of the beefs, I guess, I'm ranting about. Well, yeah, I mean, that's an easy fix, though. I mean, you do two follow-ups and then after that, they're going to have to reach out again. But I mean, I guess that's my beef because from my standpoint, if like I was a music artist and I was reaching out and not just to podcasts, but like maybe the management companies or radio stations or whatnot, I would think that it would behoove me to, you know, keep up the communication and respond back timely or, or even respond back if the opportunity ends up not just being a great one for you to just continue that conversation or could continue the relationship. Like there's a common courtesy to that. So it just boggles my mind that music artists just don't think that way, which is probably because why I'm not an artist. So I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's exclusive to artists. I think people are just they just didn't consider it, and they, they, they st- people like to start stuff, but they don't want to follow through. I think it's just people. We also come, I mean, I, I recognize that Nicole is young, but we come from a different generation as far as d- conducting business is concerned. Our expectation is that every email receives a response, and the open rate is 50% versus 3%. And, you know, when we, when we take the time to write a letter, a thoughtful business letter, we would like an appropriate response. And that just doesn't happen with the current generation. I mean, it pains these people to have a conversation on the telephone. All I know is every time I email an AI, I get a, a response immediately back. <laughs> so, so they're better. So I have to, <laughs> and AI, it makes me feel better. Good way to bring this conversation full circle, Carl. Let's, um, let's move on. Do we have more songs? Yeah, we're going to hear another song by Mia called Senior Year. Um, But before that, let's listen to our unofficial official sponsor, Bongo Java. This episode is officially unofficially sponsored by Bongo Java. Bongo Java, the birthplace of the 9420 podcast. While Bongo Java got its start a year earlier than 9420 in 1993, in 1994, Carl and Greg's relationship got started. And in 2020, Carl and Greg visited Bongo Java to create this podcast that you listen to. For more information on Bongo Java, go to bongojava.com. Cheers. Better pick out your career. If you don't, you'll disappear. So here's to senior year Don't you know that you have so much time, my dear Your older days are far away So take the time you need until they're here Cheers Better pick out your career If you don't, you'll disappear Don't you know the end is near? So here's to senior year Dear, it's time for you to think of what's ahead You can live in every moment Or pay your bills instead Choose Better pick out your career Everything for you to thrive So why can't I see your future in your eyes? 
common sense All the wasted time you spent is your greatest consequence Cheers Cheers Oh, here's to I like this chick, man. I don't know. Uh, That's a great song. It's it's all over the. It's like I it's know like five different parts. Like it's like, and she's like a young girl, right? She is. It, this is like seventies, like alternative. It's. I think that song is great. I think it's she's cool. Very, very. Uh, the irony is fun. It's so tongue in cheek. It's such such a, a sense of humor. It's well written. And, 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 and even the, the the guitar sounds are kind of like doing doing doing. It's just it's very cool. The instrumentation. You know, you know, uh, one of my favorite bands on the planet. They only made three records. Don't if you say no, really, you say Prefab Sprout or or, or the Beatbox <laughs> A band of geniuses, and this is the highest praise I could give somebody writing a song like that. This reminds me of Jellyfish. Okay, and, I like them. I like uh, them. Yeah, and they they started like back in the like nineties, early nineties, eighteen nineteen eighty nine. Eighteen nineties. They wrote they wrote with that kind of sense of humor and that kind of that vitriol about like sparks. you know, so ironic that it's it's fun, you know. Good for her. So so, so we spoke with me, all right? We did. She answered our questions of the week. So the first question that we asked Mia is to tell us a little bit about herself. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I feel like my music career started when I was nine because that's when I started playing drums and I just didn't stop from then on. Thinking about it now, anytime I would think of the future, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything besides music. Posting drum covers all the time starting to pick up other instruments and play covers and doing all the parts and recording all the parts. I wrote my first song when I was 13 and then my family moved to Nashville and it's been, we're almost at year six of living here and it's just been incredible. Somehow I've I've gotten to meet a lot of amazing people and make some really cool connections and play some really great shows and just have a lot of opportunities being a sideman primarily for other artists, whether that's playing drums uh, or cajon for them. And I've been getting hired more on bass recently, which has been really fun. Um, But I'm also pursuing a full-on artist career. And I got the chance to show that on America's Got Talent season 17, doing a whole looping thing where I played a song and played all the parts and built a loop. So in my free time, I'm always writing, always releasing music, but I'm primarily a sideman. Yeah, I like her. I like her. I like the the excitement in her voice. Like she really like, she's like excited. You know well, and I mean? she. It seems like she's also smart. Like she's not putting herself into just like this one box. Like she's 
got her own career that she's doing, but she's also lending her talents out to other people. And I mean, for the loop that she's talking about on uh, America's Got Talent, that was very smart. So if, if you have not seen that, we'll put that in the show notes for you to look at and see kind of how she was able to do that. And I don't know, I think she, she's probably going places. So I, I'd, uh, I'd forgotten that she's a drummer because in that loop um, or in that uh, performance on um, the television show, she's actually playing standing up. Right. And uh, Andy Sturmer, who I think is extraordinary, uh, he was one of the primary writers in Jellyfish that I talked about. He's one of the few people on the planet that was in a rock band that stood and did lead vocals and played a cocktail kit drum. So he stood up the entire time. Interesting. The drummer of Jellyfish was the singer? Yep. Wow, very cool. Yep. That's cool. Yep. So what All else right. did we ask Mia? So the second question that we asked Mia is, what other music artists have inspired your music career so far? I think this sort of goes for everyone. I am inspired by pretty much everything. And a lot of the music that really inspires me directly, I know was inspired by other artists. So it's just this chain reaction of inspiration and it's really beautiful and it's how humans create and how we get ideas but I would say someone who's really inspired me and changed the way I've thought about music has got to be Jack White I mean he's just done some crazy stuff and and even seeing him live a few times he does not care what anyone thinks he just goes and it's incredible and you know he opened his own label and recording studio and is just doing it um, and he can play all the instruments, and he does. And, yeah, he's just an, a big inspiration for me. And more recently, Beth Nielsen Chapman, she's an incredible songwriter, and I've gotten the chance to tour with her quite a bit now since October. And her songwriting makes me want to be a great songwriter every time. And I just try to be a sponge and absorb all the information I can from her because she's just masterful at it. We love Beth. Like, I remember Beth was at uh, that the Dollywood event that we did, what, three or four years ago, and she was fantastic. So I love that mm-hmm. Mia's connected mm-hmm. to her. And, you know, see, I'm jealous, because I'm jealous of these young people who are so, like, bright and intuitive and, and on it at, at this age. It's uh, And she's right about Jack White. Like, I don't even particularly love a lot of what he does, but I give him credit for just doing it, man. He just does yeah, what he, he wants. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've been to Detroit. I've been to his place in Detroit. He has this, like, little... Uh, yeah, yeah, so I get it. So she's like, you know, exactly. So I love when the artist writers on this thing, uh, when they speak, um, I, I love when they turn a phrase. And she came up with chain reaction of inspiration. I think that's cool. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's for her young age to be so, in, yeah. get that. Like it's just everything. She's, so, one, she's almost very wise for being so young. Too like, wise, you know. Yes. So I'm starting to hate her now. <laughs> <laughs> well, before before you do a flip flop, do you want to hear what she said for our last question? Let's see what she said. All right, so we asked her. So let's, see she, one... let's, let's let's see if she can win me back. All right, the last question right. that we asked her is: What is one service not offered right now in the music industry that indie music artists need? Social media has already changed the game when it comes to the ways bands and artists can reach out to their audiences and you know meet other bands and hop on tours and stuff and maybe this already exists but i think it would be really cool if there was a website dedicated to help indie bands organize shows they're trying to put together um and you could search 
genre, size, location, if you're looking to tour or just play one-off shows, kind of whatever you're looking to do. I just think it could help people get in front of the right audiences and meet people who are going to love their music. And yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I think it could be done. I mean, I, you know, 30 years ago, I worked for a company called Performance Magazine, and it basically, it was the box office for 100 or 200 artists. All the uh, pertinent information that you needed was in guidebooks that they created that were like catalogs. It was basically an advertising vehicle. You sold the local, you know, in Poughkeepsie, you know, the Holiday Inn, if they wanted your business uh, you could sell them an ad based on uh, touring bands coming through Poughkeepsie, right? So, uh, but I think it could be done. Anything else to talk about? No, but I do have the perfect song to get us out of there it. There you go. Perfect. So let's, let's get us out of this. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through for me as last song, No One Cares. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. what you have to say so you might want to go when it comes to always talking over sharing you are a pro i've been stuck here listening to every word you said but thinking for the last few moments i might be better off dead cause just now i've reached my limits right now you're so Just now, I've reached my